0: This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Y'all know that I talk about things I have problems with a lot, and this may be my problem and nobody else's. I don't know, but... If you don't have this problem, I pray you don't, <laughs> and you can handle things well, but if you, if you don't have this problem, uh, you can help me when you see me having a problem. Past few conversations this week, or the past couple weeks, have had a, a common phrase, and uh, I'll just quote one person that told me people have gone crazy, <laughs> Things are nuts. Things are out of whack. It seems like we've been saying this since 2020, but things just keep spiraling, and that's been a general theme. We're all going to have to deal with people that are difficult to live with and communicate with, and we're going to spend some time this afternoon looking at how we communicate in those difficult situations, and the title, well... Might need some batteries. There it goes. You clicking it for me then? Okay, have, having difficult conversation. You know, communication is important uh, to all of us, and there was a study done by Frederick II. He's a Holy Roman, known as the Holy Roman Emperor and was a monarch during the medieval era of 1195 and 1250. He wanted to know the natural language. He wanted to know the language that God imparted, gave Adam and Eve, and they had. He wanted to know the natural language. So he, took, he developed a study, took five infants, and uh, at birth, he separated them from their parents, put nurses with each infant with instructions not to communicate with them because he wanted to know the natural language, what that child would speak. And that was his thought of how he was going to figure this out. They fed and bathed the infants, but they lived in basically a mute surrounding. No extra affection, no extra touch. And he was trying to figure this language thing out. Three years after this experiment started, tragically, there was five deaths, five infants died. And that proved something, it wasn't the language deal, but what it did prove, we're a social being. We have to communicate. And the way we communicate is the way we're brought up in our surroundings. That's how we learn to communicate. And you say, why is that important with having a difficult conversation? The importance is that when we're having that, we have to know where they're coming from. I was blessed to be raised by two Christian parents that took care of me despite of everything I did to them. But they took care of me. They were good to me. They showed me how to be. Not everybody that we deal with are going to have that. So when we're having these conversations, we need to understand... Who we're communicating with, and they might not have the same upbringing as we have. Reading Col- Colossians four and five, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Make the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know. So you may know how you ought to answer each person. Walk in wisdom. Do not provoke others. Be courteous. Watch how we treat and talk to each other. Treat everyone with the same respect. Communicate with each other. The communication with each other is very important. We never know how somebody's going to react and take our words the wrong way, and the door may be closed forever. We need to think about what we're saying when we talk, to talk and not talk out of reaction. You know, here, walk in wisdom and let your words be seasoned with salt. I don't know about y'all, but a cheeseburger with salt is pretty good to me. I just salt it up. I don't care how much you put on it that and some ketchup seasoned it makes it easier to so your words when we're dealing with people in difficult situations we need to make sure they're seasoned with salt easy to hear not harsh is it telling telling what they want to hear no tell the truth but find a way to say it where it's seasoned with salt you know the world we know and the reason why we have these problems the world causes dissension Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, but ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. As Christians, we're sheep among the wolves. We're very vulnerable about our surroundings and how people react to to us. You know, it says, be wise as serpents. And I never really had thought about that, but you don't see snakes just crawling everywhere, and you know they are everywhere. They're calculating, they hide, They move. And they'll attack you if they need to, but usually they'll leave people alone. Wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We need to be looking for the good in others and how we can serve God and not intentionally cause harm with our words. <clears throat> we need to always do what you say you will. But let your communications be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than this cometh of evil. In this difficult conversation, do not tell something just to appease them. Do not tell them something they want to hear to make them happy. Tell the truth and what you're willing to do. Doing this will always, if we don't tell the truth and and be honest about it, it will make it worse in the end, and you will lose your credibility with that person and others. Okay, be humble. I don't know if y'all have noticed this. I put this in a lot of my sermons. (laughs) I use this verse a lot because I might have a problem with it at times. We need to be humble when we're dealing with others. For I say enough, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly according to God hath dealt to every man (coughs) the measure of faith. When dealing with others in a good or bad situation, (coughs) we don't need to make the conversations about us. Pride can cause... Us to stumble and say things we should not. Pride not only affects us and can cause problems with other people, but with us. You know, there was a couple of taxidermists walking down the street, and this owl was in a window, sitting there, perched up there. One of the taxidermists said, Man, look at those eyes. They're not shaped. There's no way that owl's eyes could look like that. Another one said, Yeah, look at the, the beak. It's just not shaped right. That owl couldn't survive. And they went to the claws. <laughs> Man, there's no way. He couldn't catch prey. And they got to the feathers. Well, there's no way the feathers would lay like that. And before they found something else wrong that they thought was wrong, they all turned its head and blinked its eyes. It was alive. <laughs> they was finding all this fault because they were looking for fault. And they we're going to a conversation trying to find fault in someone else to build ourselves up and make it right. What are we doing? Putting them down. Putting us above them. Is that going to solve a difficult situation? No. Is it going to cause a conversation to go well? No. Are you going to have the intended purposes? No. So when we have conversation and difficult conversations with people, we need to be humble. We don't need to be argumentative. His soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous grievous words stir up anger. Sometimes, I hate to admit and I've done it, facing anger with anger doesn't work very well sometimes. If you go into a situation and, and you're all built up and ready to fight, facing anger to anger is, is not the best solution many times. There's times when we have to stand for what we believe or bore our necks, like I say, and stand for what is right. But even when we do this, it can be firm but not with anger. Fighting anger with anger is never the answer to solving the problem. We need to stay calm and communicate clearly with each other during these times. Listen. This is another one of problems of mine. I want to give an answer. We read, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let not every man be swift to hear, but slow slow to speak and slow to wrath. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. We had this come up and... I won't call names or really talk situation. I had somebody call and they had this problem. Oh, that's easy, boom, we fixed it. Went down there, fixed it, called back, it's fixed. 30 minutes later they called back and had another problem. Boom, fixed. Four times. And each time these kept escalating, each time. Fixed every problem they had. We were sitting around a, Another individual and I was sitting around going, man, I can't believe they're mad and they just kept getting mad. How are we going to fix this? He said, they called, we did this. We called, we did that. We did it immediately. And we came to the conclusion nobody listened to them. We fixed the problem, but we didn't listen and let them express the problem. So in dealing with this situation, we made it. It it was better we called back and said, hey, I'm sorry we just fixed your problems, but we didn't listen to you. And I apologize. And their demeanor changed immediately. They want to be heard. They don't want something fixed. They want to be heard. They want to be able to present their problem, present their side, and not us cut them off and fix them. So listening is very important. We also read here He that hath knowledge spareth his words, as a man of understanding is, an, is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Even a fool, when holdeth his peace, is counted wise. You know, that kind of takes you to Aesop's fable with the donkey. You know, walking down, he saw the lion skin that the hunters left to, after they killed the lion, put the skin on, walked around, everybody was scared of him. They was running from him. And all the other animals were scared. So happy he was something, and he was looked at as something, he brayed, and guess what? They figured out he was what? The donkey. So nobody was scared of him anymore. You know, we can, like, like we say, we can look different. We can look good. We can act good. But sometimes when we speak, we show who we really are. So if we're trying to solve a problem, we need to listen more than speak. Be swift to hear and slow to speak. We also need to choose our words carefully. But I say unto you, that every idle word that a man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be, by thy words thou shall be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Make sure we don't say things to each other that would not be pleasing to God. Words we speak and cause others harm, and cause them to fall away from God as well as us. A journalist had wrote a scathing article about a a politician, and this isn't about politics, but and uh, told his feelings about this certain politician. They were in the same place and crossed each other in the restroom, and and they were kind of taken back. The journalist said, hey, I've been thinking, and what I wrote about you was totally wrong. I rethought this, and I would like to apologize to you right now. Politician said, thank you. But next time, I wish you would disagree with me in the restroom and apologize in public. What was said and what was already out there is out there. You know, communication, we think of why people are upset. Why The ways we communicate now are through phone, uh, get it communication through uh, or stuff through TV, but the phones, to me, I see as a major problem. I don't do a lot of social media, but people tell me what's on there, and I ask them to quit. <laughs> because I want to think everybody likes me. I I don't want to know what everything's said about me. But you know, the thing about it used to, back in the day, if I had a problem with somebody, I'd have to pick up a phone or go see somebody to tell them I had a problem with them. Or if I wanted everybody on my side, I had to talk to a lot of people in here to get my side across. Now you just punch a button. And sometimes they punch that button, and they find out later something may may or may not be true, and they go, oh, kind of like the journalist, I was wrong. Very seldom they publicly apologize. So you harm people for uh, your words and stuff that you put out there can harm people for, for a while and, and, and cause a wall between you you'll never break down. We need to be sincere and show interest in their well-being. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. We can feel it when somebody's being sincere or not sincere. We need to have an attitude that we're looking for a solution with them and not just to have a problem. People don't care what we know until they know we care. So we need to be sincere in these uh, situations. We also need to know our actions speak louder than words sometimes. Who is a wise man? He endured with the knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if, ye be bitter, but if ye have, you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes from above, but earthly, unspiritual, demonic. (coughs) For for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Our actions speak louder than our words. We need to treat others the way we want to be treated and, again, do what we say. We cannot expect others to respect us and our our thoughts if we don't show the same respect to them. There was a baseball team, little kids of little kids, that hadn't won a game all year. Last game, they were down one run, two outs, last inning. Y'all have heard this before, probably. And the kid that had never got a hit or caught a ball is up to bat. That kid gets a hit on first base. Nobody can believe it. And here comes the slugger. We're going to win our game fighting to win all year kids are excited everybody's excited the kid hits the ball between first and second and the runner running between first and second turns the ball's coming in doesn't know what to do catches the ball (laughs) out but he's smiling he ain't caught a ball all year the coach realized that looked at his team and said cheer for him that kid celebrated he got a hit and a catch that he hadn't done all year (laughs) Even though it went wrong, nobody told him any different. They celebrated with him. Those actions spoke loud, didn't they? We celebrated something that, as a team. We lost. We didn't win a game, we were there. But we celebrated a kid doing something he'd never done before. You know, sometimes uh, we lose that. I lose that. And sometimes our actions, we we might throw a fit. I I don't know if any of you have ever seen me coach. I might have thrown a fit or two. I don't know. I've been told I did. I don't believe all of it because I was probably briefly insane. But the important thing about life and dealing with others and having conversations is be sincere and let people know we care. Be a good example. Let our actions show, not our words. Uh... That's the most important thing. But that coach taught that team a lot of lessons along with the little boy. Parents came up crying and said, That's the first time he's ever done anything in a game. How much did that mean to them? The group didn't get what they wanted, but they celebrated with him. You know, Jesus' example <coughs> about the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? They said, tempting him, that he, might not, that he might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down as they were asking what to do and wrote from on the ground with his finger, doodled, as he didn't hear them. What was he doing? He listened, didn't react. They continued asking him. He lifted up himself and said, He is without sin among you. Let him cast the first stone. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted of their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. It doesn't say it was a crowd, but if they had stones, they were probably pretty excited and built up. Jesus didn't fall into that. He didn't let it get tied up in the emotion of the conversation or what was going on. He humbly listened took his time to think and made a statement which, convict they, which they convicted themselves didn't argue with them. The statement convicted themselves. You know when we're dealing with people if we're humble, listen, think what we say and, and put their thoughts, listen to their thoughts things can usually work out with us. We need to follow Jesus' example when we're in a difficult situation. Hebrews 12 and 14 follow peace with all men and holiness without... Which no man shall see the Lord without such let me read that again. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. In Romans twelve and seventeen recompensed to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of men, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you live peaceably with all men. We're to live peacefully, peaceful lives serving God and doing things that are pleasing to him. Sometimes it's impossible to please everyone and get on the same page. Sometimes people are exceedingly mad against us, but we are to be peacemakers as we read in Matthew. Go ahead. To be peacemakers, Matthew 5 and 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. We need to strive to be peacemakers as Christians. We may not be able to resolve all conflicts with others, but we are to try. We need to extend a hand and be a servant of the Lord. And remember, like we read in Matthew 10 and 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We need to be a peacemaker and understand our surroundings and who we're working with. In the final scripture, we read in Proverbs, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Following God's words, the key to peace When we live by God's word, we learn learn the way to peace. Living God's ways doesn't mean all people like who we are, but they will know that you are a servant of the Lord, and you put him first. You know, in closing, flip it one more, would you, Josh? In closing, I'd like to just say opposition doesn't mean what we're doing is wrong just because somebody opposes us. Often, sometimes, if we're doing things right, it's when we have opposition against us or have to have that conversation. If we allow ourselves to uh, let those conversations and those feelings of others uh, take us away from doing what is uh, right, then, then we are wrong then. It is certain we'll never, never accomplish anything of value if we don't try. Rather than being discouraged by opposition, we should take comfort in God's faithfulness and keep on doing His will and what is right. We never like to close without offering a, the invitation song. And if you have a need a prayers of the church or would like to start your Christian walk and be baptized, thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.